0: Even if there's anything you're saying, you're like, shouldn't have called my ex-boyfriend a cunt. Maybe can you get that? <laughs> um So I don't know how you want to start. How do we know each other? I'll let you start.
1: I don't even know how we know each other. How how do we know each other? I feel like we've just acquired to be friends over time. Like I don't think there was a significant meeting point, was there?
0: No, I, I, there's a few people I've got this with where I'm just like, how do I, when did I even meet this person? Like, How did I even start becoming friends with him? It just naturally happened. So I, I think it was, I think it was maybe when I was doing lifts, if you remember.
1: Oh, back from nightclubs in Wigan. I remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I wasn't drinking. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll do some, uh, I'll do some like taxi driving. And then I think you messaged me and then we ended up. I don't know. You put some you you put some good music on, and we just talk about music. I think I think that's like the, when we have properly start becoming friends.
1: Music, and I think late night therapy sessions when I <laughs> when I'm on the booze and you're sober.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you still? Uh, you still on the booze? Still partying?
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, funny enough, I was a bit late for doing this because I went to Leeds yesterday watching Coco roto if you've heard of them no what? like a really good band at uh, belgrave music hall and then end up going out in york as well and coming home in yesterday's clothes
0: <laughs> what a time you
1: support <laughs> is strong um we got in about half four from york Um, we got the last train home uh from leeds to york so
0: oh i don't miss
1: that it wasn't even that bad no I don't know if, are we allowed to talk about psychedelics?
0: Yeah, you can talk about honestly. <laughs> I
1: Me did and say. Ben. Go on. You know, last night after we got in, we all had like a few mushrooms and I had like a really nice trip. Yeah. But I feel like I want to get more into doing that stuff than like okay. alcohol even. I want to mm. stop drinking really as much as I do because it's just not good for your mind, is it?
0: No, yeah, I can I can uh, vouch that it's beneficial <laughs> to, to not be drinking. Was that, is that the first time you've done psychedelics?
1: No, I was going to say it's the first time I've done mushrooms, but, I mean, no, just a really nice experience, isn't it? As, especially compared to other drugs and other, even alcohol, sometimes. just sends me, like, a different little person, <laughs> which I don't like. <laughs>
0: yeah well, I don't know I think with alcohol you just get more you get more pissed and then it's like you're chasing it and just get keep getting more alcohol get more shots and then with mushrooms you can just have them but it's just like gradually it maybe you might have a peak but then you're going to come down it's nice and mellow to be honest yeah um, so what, what have you done before other than mushrooms
1: um my favorite like drug i'm trying to talk a bit quiet because i've just realized my mum is downstairs <laughs> uh, she knows i smoke like quite a lot of weed but um i love 2cb uh
0: i've never tried that so good it's so like
1: it? oh i just i can't describe it really it's just everything's so easy breezy colors look more colorful you just feel really nice, like in your body, like you've got like a positive aura radiating from you, which sounds really weird. Like yeah. I always feel like I can just feel everything. Oh,
0: so, right, okay. I love so how, it. how many times have you done that? Do you do it quite frequently?
1: No, not really, because again, it's like a synthetic, isn't it? So it's not very healthy to be doing <laughs> <laughs> all the time. But I'd say. Way more than a handful.
0: Way more than that's I think what is it? Are they like pills or? Are they Way like, more than a handful. Like
1: probably like I've probably done it like seven times. No, it's like just a little pill. All
0: oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never tried that, but I've done done mushrooms a few times. Then I've done LSD. but LSD was like mushrooms on speed. It felt like <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah. Why did you do like, that? In my room on my own. Yeah. So, at
1: least you're in a safe space, though.
0: <laughs> I didn't feel like I was in a safe space, to be honest. But uh, it was it was good at once. I kind of beat the. Um, oh, how can I explain? It's like the overwhelming feeling that I was I was like, oh my god, I'm crazy here. Like I'm just I'm going crazy off this LSD, and I realized what I was thinking about and why I was stressing out. Then I was able to to calm down because i would never done. Uh, psychedelics on my own before that point and it was a bit what made you do
1: them on your own then like was it just one morning or one night and you were just like today I want to do psychedelics in my room (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: so I did a year not drinking and I was supposed to do it with James Watson and then we were supposed to go out during the day and then we, we never ended up doing it and then he wanted to get dropped off somewhere to meet this girl at a ho- hotel so i was like, all right i'll drive you there but you've got to give me the lsd because so he had the lsd and he's like yeah okay so he gave me it he went you can't take it but then when i got home i was like oh, fuck it i'm having this because i was celebrating a year t year yeah teetotal. uh well no sorry it wasn't teetotal, just a year not drinking uh and then i did it in my, yeah in my room on my own and then i just i think mean, i went a bit weird for a bit like after that i'd like got rid of my iphone got a burner phone and was just contacting people by email, so...
1: I was going to say, I remember us conversing via email a few times <laughs> and it just made me laugh so much that I had to message my mate via email. Um, but then how is that, not having a phone? Like, it's, I can see uh, now you're a bit more active on Instagram and stuff. Like, yeah. is Has that, is that affected your mentality at all?
0: I'm, I'm a basic bitch now. I've got a fucking iPhone, the uh, Apple Watch, <laughs> AirPods, MacBook, and iPhone. I've just got all You've got the. Got two
1: microwaves right behind you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look at you all teched out. One. <laughs> <laughs> one microwave, one oven. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I w- I've always been interested in tech, but I think I went too far down the rabbit hole of like social media is bad for you. You need to like spend all this time off social media, where it's actually quite beneficial. Um, I've developed friendships through social media. For example. Yourself, me, mm. me, and you became friends basically through that. And uh, Nathan Moore, for example, I became friends with him because we were talking about uh, the Laveams on social yeah. media. Uh, but yeah, I went, I really went off grid, and then I realised, okay, I just, I'll just not go on as much, but I'll still post and keep people updated on what I'm doing. Uh, but I still remember to just text people as well, because so I, I can, yeah. I can forget sometimes where I just don't even speak to christina for example like she'll be like you're not even texting me today and i'm like oh yeah yeah, sorry i didn't even realize
1: especially because if you post on instagram you feel like you're kind of socializing with people but it's not intimate as a text message is it to let people know they're thinking about you it's so less personal just putting a photo on and being like hey everyone look at my cocktails like, yeah,
0: it's like rather, rather than being
1: me, like, a fun time. hey Ed, how are you? Like, it's a bit different, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. I mean, I, I definitely engage with people more over text than over Instagram, but I I feel like it's become such a part of socializing now that it's just inevitable to uh, have social media. It's mm. it's just it, it really becoming like a ne- necessary. Ugh, it's coming necessary to have it. I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's all right literally though it is it's becoming if you don't have it you feel weird that you've not got it and you feel like out of date don't you
0: yeah i mean when i didn't have it i found that i was my attention just went elsewhere so i'd be looking at like cryptocurrencies investing or I'd spend time on guitar or something but then you end up just putting all that time and attention to somewhere else and like Okay, it can be beneficial, but you can still waste time by having a laptop and looking at fucking cryptocurrency prices all the time or not. My idea was I would be be engaging with people more, which I did, but I don't know, realistically, it's just easier as well. It's just fucking easy to have a phone.
1: It is, it is, definitely. I
0: mean,
1: imagine not having – I just always – have a disproportionate fear of getting robbed and then I just don't have a phone and I'm like how would I navigate around but like people used to do that all the time we're just so lucky now to have a phone with like bank cards maps contacts everything but as I said my car broke down the other day and in it I've got a list of like all my emergency contact numbers like my mum my dad everything because I'm just to think imagine if i wrote down didn't have a phone i'd be fucked yeah but at least i've got a little i've got a little like backup first aid kit as you will to rescue myself <laughs> in an emergency yeah it's
0: like in case you break down or someone robs your car it's like right before you rob my car at least give me the fucking contact so i can ring me mom
1: yeah at least <laughs> yeah at least give me that little bit piece of paper uh, i it's
0: remember got a massive
1: cardboard that says um can I use your phone if I stood on the roadside?
0: No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I have just thought of the idea, which is worrying.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's something else to add to your, your emergency list. Um, I remember when I did when I didn't have an iPhone, when I sold it, I drove to Manchester to meet up with Ben. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember it. I know where I'm going. And I ended up getting lost. And I, I was on, on the phone to him and he was we had to stop. I had to tell him where I was and then he guided me on the phone because I didn't. You don't have maps or anything on the burner no. phone. So, yeah, it, to be honest, it just made me realise how fucking good these phones are.
1: It is a privilege.
0: So what do you do now anyway, Molly? What's your, your job for the people listening?
1: Um, currently working a proper adult job, which I did not think I was going to do straight after uni. Obviously, I had like a year off over lockdown, pretty chill. And then went to an interview and got it straight away. And it's a sales job, which I'm completely not qualified for. Has nothing to do with my biomed degree, but I think it'll be a stepping stone. And it's made me realize like pharmaceutical sales, although not most ethical as a job, but I don't know maybe I should go into that in the future combine my job now and my degree and what did it's you do useful.
0: what did you do in your degree
1: uh biomedical science so it's kind of like bio like biology and chemistry mixed into two and if I wanted to be a GP I could do a physician's master's which is like two years long but I don't know, that's still on the cards as well. Maybe going back to uni would be exciting. Love going to a new city. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, the uncomfortableness of it, I love. Do you know when my mum dropped me off on the first day? And I was just like, I have no idea who <laughs> any of these fucking people are, where the nearest Tesco is or anything, but I was just excited. So I, I want to do something like that again soon. But, that, sorry, sorry. Straight, it's I completely went away from your question of what is my job so it's selling audio branding for businesses so we make like soundtracks so for example we did one for heineken and because it's a beer and it's all sparkly like use flutes and voiceover they wanted it to be like really masculine so we've got like voiceover artists um and like Jaquia king do you know who um is a producer for kings of leon he he's a producer on our tracks as well and we do like um workshops for super rich people (laughs) Um, for if they want to like have the philharmonic orchestra like they played a track for Sudbury real estate that we did and like recorded at Abbey Road and stuff it's it's a really cool job to be fair like and everyone I work with is really nice so good just, and just, you... the, just the hours.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so you were saying before we started, you go in at, well, you're supposed to start at half one, you finish at half eleven, but you're actually going two hours earlier.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's just like unspoken rule that if you go, if you work there, you have to source your own data. You have to find the companies, you know, that you think would benefit from the service. But that takes time if you want to get something out of it. Like they say, the more time you put into sourcing, the better your commission, blah 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 is, which is true. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it does feel like a bit of unpaid, unfair labour. <laughs> uh,
0: you mentioned before that you, your your mum dropped you off at uni on that first day, and that was that was York, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So how come you decided to go from a pollen well, of Holland Oral or Billings, to York. What was the decision there? Um,
1: I don't know. I was <laughs> I was in a relationship in the first year of college and then that ended. And then I feel like that's when you just like find yourself in it. I was actually like, I want to get as far away from this town as possible. So I looked at Leeds, looked at York looked at Manchester, it was a bit too close for home for myself. And then I don't even know why, why I didn't go to Leeds, I think. I thought that was a bit of a safe option because loads of people from our school went and I was like, I just don't want to see anyone I know, but I don't know anyone going to York. So I was like, I'll go there then. That's how I decided upon it. Oh. And I, I used to go a little bit with like my mum and dad. Just like day trips. I just thought it was like really pretty city. That's how I, and, that's how I ended up there.
0: And how how was that? Like going going somewhere and only not only no well, meeting somebody you knew but realistically there by yourself. How did that feel?
1: I don't know. I feel like it feels like really liberating, not even just being that person to say it, but I feel like you just find out what you want to actually do when you're in your own space like even having a blank canvas so to say of like uni room decorating it how you want like just living how you want not having to come home early or you know you just smoke weed all day and (laughs) (laughs) chant your mantras as long as long and loud as you wanted and nobody would think you're crazy I don't know, I just like having my own space so much. I definitely found since moving back home, especially like recently, that it's just... I feel like I'm taking a step back. I shouldn't feel like I'm taking a step back. But when you come back to a place where you've been before moving away, it does feel like a step back, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that when I go back, even just visiting, I forget how uh, boring it can be back in Poland. And that not many people want to be doing stuff. And it's like you have to really push to be going, wanting to do anything uh, other than going to the pub, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I like the feeling of being here in Prague, knowing my girlfriend is brilliant. But also based on like my, my social surroundings and what I'm interested in, it was like fun find people who you can meet who are different who what you normally know so I found that to be quite liberating as you say. do
1: you reckon it's easier in Prague because there's more like like-minded people to say would you say there's more like-minded people to yourself like people you want to make connections with and do you- well
0: there's there's a good music scene here which I take I took advantage of over the summer I've not been going as much uh, and that was because I started the job and then they had loads of issues like the visa and all this shit that came up. Um, but when you get, for example, I'm going there tonight to meet up with, do you know Jack Kindred by any chance? No. no. Uh, so this is another person It's like, I'm not sure how me and him have become friends. <laughs> uh, but he, he went to St. Peter's. And then in when we went to college, there was like like, yeah, <laughs> it was like a mix.
1: A rival school.
0: Yeah, it was like a mix <laughs> of like... I say Jake Brown, all the people who went to these schools like Sam Maloney, and then it was like we, you just kind of see each other, and then I I think actually when I was doing lifts, he was he 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 messed me on Instagram like oh can you pick us up or something, and then we were talking about him wanting to go teaching, and then when when I got Instagram back last year, he he ended ended up following me, and I seen him in he was in Poland, and I was like oh fucking no way, did you do that because of the conversation? And he was like, yeah, yeah. So um am meeting up with him, and then we're going watching Fontaine's DC later.
1: I've not um, heard of that. Is it like a band, a DJ?
0: It's a, an Irish band. Uh, Alex I- H. got me into the
1: gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the sick. Um, but to your question, you were talking about like-minded people. Yeah, so you can go to these jam sessions, and there's just basically loads of hippies there, and you just talk to them, and they, they all sell weed at the coffee shop, but... I, I don't touch anything now, but I, st- I still speak to them and everything. Everyone's uh brick sound, to be honest. It's good.
1: It's as lovely. I've never been to Prague. I have no idea what it's like.
0: It's, it's good. It's, it's basically like any European city, but it's probably a bit more cheaper, to be honest, because it's like the further fir- you go east, in, in Europe it's going to get cheaper but it's beautiful just walking around and the, another thing that you take for granted is just like the public transport here is fucking quality uh, you can just go wherever you want uh, and it's really cheap as you,
1: as you know this morning took me like nearly three hours <laughs> to get home from York to Warrington which is
0: just yeah.
1: not on is it
0: and it costs it's fucking ridiculous how much it costs in England uh, it's like here with a student discount so you can get 75% off if you're a student here so it's like we went three hours on the train today and it cost christine like two quid to be honest to go like the length of uh like london imagine going from wigan to london it's like 100 quid it is yeah. at least but like, you can go yeah there you can go for like two quid it's mad
1: well that's like two cheeseburgers
0: have <laughs> yeah, you put it in that way so what uh, what's your plans now are you talking before that you talking about texas
1: yeah i was gonna say i don't know i've got like four very rad- not radical options but when i told them to a friend like they were like oh <laughs> that's that's slightly unhinged of you molly i was like i love i love that word but you described as unhinged i don't know why it's, Bit.
0: Sounds like you've got like a few screws loose. <laughs> unhinged, <laughs> I prefer. if you want to say like Free Spirit? A bit like squeaky. That. Yeah, I think Free Spirit yeah. sounds nicer, but Unhinged it sounds like oh. Uh, no, it's bit... I. It's because they
1: because they said the word unhinged, and then I've been obsessed with this Wolf Alice song recently, going back to my indie days a bit. Um, I was gonna go watch her actually in Birmingham, last Wednesday, but work couldn't let me have it off. I was literally like, can you give me half day just so I can go this gig on my own? I wanted to go completely on my own as well to Birmingham, Uh, but they were like, nah. So that got shut down pretty quickly, but she just come out with a new album and there's a song called Smile. And like, if you read the lyrics, it says something about, they all say I'm unhinged. Um, And then if it's something about being sensitive is the perfect adjective, but like genuinely, I'm really resonated a lot with that song, and I just blast it through my headphones like five times in a row. And then that guy called me unhinged. I was like, "Do you know what I'm listening to here? <laughs> <laughs> You've like heard my banter a bit." Um, but Texas is one option. It's the new LA apparently. Elon Musk's going. All the celebrities are going. Lots of cool music, culture, weeds legal. there. I don't know. Never <laughs> <Sold>. thought, never <laughs> thought about, never even thought about it before. But my brother, my oldest brother, and my other brothers cool as well. But my older, oldest brother, um, he was like, "Why don't you go to Texas?" Mm. Like he give he gave me that idea. Then there's like this village in Guatemala, which is like an eco village. And you can't can't take your phone. Obviously, no single-use plastics. They do, like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost cultish if you've watched The Sinner. It reminds me of that. But, obviously, be careful. Have your wits about you sort of thing. Because, I don't know, I feel like I can get sucked into culture quite easily. Like, I am quite easily influenced by who and what is around me. So, I know if... I could be brainwashed pretty easily. But not not even brainwashed in, like, a good way. I mean, what if it turned weird? You've got to look out for yourself, haven't you, as, as a girl still.
0: Um, Why do you think you, you can be brainwashed easily?
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm really influenced by, like, i watch a film and then that film will just determine how my whole day goes. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be careful with what I actually consume like if I watch a film and someone's wearing a leather jacket I'll be like oh yeah today I'm gonna wear a leather jacket and just smoke more fags than usual because they look cool like that's the probably worst example ever but I don't know I feel like a very responsive and like a sponge to to how I mean to how people like I don't know come across I just I'm just chatting shit. Here. You can, you, it's all right. cut all, you can got all this out. <laughs> it's all right. my, my
0: whole yeah. um, uh, yeah. uh, podcasts are all just me yeah. talking shit and the other person talking shit, so it's fine. Don't worry. You don't even have to properly explain yourself. Um, I get what you mean, though. I get your point. It's like saying what you're influenced by what you see, and that's gonna change your character because of what you consume. Mm. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people can agree with that.
1: Yeah, so there's, like, Texas, um, that eco-village, and then third option is to move um, to Australia. My brother, the one I was on about before, he's got a really rich friend who's just broke up with his wife, and he, not saying obviously, but, I mean, he just broke up with his (laughs) his wife, but he's got a spare room, and he lives in, like, this a massive house that was on grand designs so, like he's a billionaire and he said that I could stay there and find my feet for a bit and i found this really cool like little acai bowl surf shop kind of thing in um like new south wales is it in australia mm-hmm. so i've been i've been looking at that and then they posted that they needed people to work in the bar like straight after i followed them and i was like is this a sign um so Australia's another path uh, my friend ray really wants to go there as well and she's even got a tractor license because she's she's that cool she she lives on a farm but her six months manual labor would be her driving a tractor yeah. and i'd be i'd be picking the, the crops uh, so that's an option and then fourth option is so boring and i don't feel I feel like that's the one that excites me the least because I know I could always do it eventually, even if I do one of the other things first, but maybe move like in a flat in Manchester, like on my own and, or, you know, with friends, Mm -hmm. even Ray said she'll move to Manchester, Um, maybe change the day shifts, have a bit more of a social life and go to these naked art drawing classes on a Thursday.
0: Okay, do you want to explain that a bit more? How do you know about these naked art drawings? I
1: seen it on FSG the other day. Did you not see it. Some girl. What's
0: put? FSG? Ah, uh,
1: Falafel Students Group. Get with it. Are you not no. in
0: it? No, I didn't have a oh. phone for, for nearly a year. I was still recovering <laughs> from that, to be honest. You. Well,
1: you you don't want to get put in this group because you see all sorts. But um don't see the naked people obviously but um, yeah she's just said um she started like this drawing group it's every thursday at half six and you pay 15 pound and you get like a free drink you get a canvas like materials and it just looked really really good and she was like come alone you know like everyone will just talk i love to do something like that
0: and do you do any painting or drawing no, uh,
1: not really. I've got, I've got some drawings that me and my friend did. I'll go grab them. Actually, I've got oh, some okay. drawings. I've got some drawings that me and my friend did. Um, when we were uh, a little bit uh, high, let's say, for my birthday, we did these. Okay. As of all, all of me all, all of like me and my friends they're not they're not very good but it's just like random random stuff you know
0: yeah
1: that, that's actually one she did of me that I'm not that self-centered that's <laughs> what Ray did of all my all my faces um yeah I mean I'm not really good at it but it doesn't matter doesn't it as long as you enjoy it
0: yeah as long as you enjoy it i think maybe you could probably write option four off because it sounds like you're just interested in the uh the naked drawing to be honest so maybe just maybe just go
1: <laughs> no to the naked drawing i feel session. like yeah maybe i should just have every thursday off so i can do that still
0: <laughs> it reminds me of uh, me and my friend at my old job there was a swingers club near where we worked and we would joke around looking at it and it it's open at like mad times. So it would be like 11 a.m. to half one, one like one thirty p.m. And then it would reopen at like 7. And then we'd be joking like someone in this office could fucking go on the dinner. And we have no idea. Do
1: you reckon that's why it was at those weird times?
0: I don't think it was anyone in the office really. <laughs> but we were just like, then we were guessing who it was. I mean, like, it's got to be him. He's going to, like, a finger up the arse or something. He's going to be a dirty <laughs> bastard. And then we are like, looking around the office going, maybe it's a... No, um,
1: uh, maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is, you're just surprised that these things exist. Um, but, yeah, I think maybe. Just go to that. Have every Thursday off. Go to that. And then, add, out of all them options, I don't know, I think you can do all of them, really. Maybe go to the place in Australia... You know, seduce the the rich guy, get him, given a loads of money.
1: No, he's 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 like my brother's age. So that would be so weird. No.
0: <laughs> oh, how old your brother?
1: I don't know. Just like I think one of my middle brother is ten years older than me. So I'm 22, so he's 32. I think Dean's like 36, 37. Mm. He's crazy.
0: Yeah, me and Christina talked about this today. Like, there's this, apparently there's this Czech actor and he's got with this girl, he's like 40, and he's got with this girl who's just turned 18. I was like, oof, that's pretty weird, that.
1: Um, So weird.
0: I know, what what is like the the age gap that's acceptable?
1: I don't know. I feel like when you've just turned 18, though, the age gap is so different to if you're a bit older. I feel like even... Once you get past, like, 25, I feel like a 10-year age gap isn't even that bad because you're both, like, you mature so fast, don't you? When you Mm -hmm. turn 18, to say, like, 30, I imagine, I don't know yet, but I feel like in these past few years, I've grown much more, like, mature than Mm -hmm. I did between, like, I don't know, before that.
0: Yeah, well, you you still – I definitely was an idiot when I was 18 – I was still an idiot when I was 19 and then it was like I mean, maybe 21 I was like okay I'm a little bit of an idiot but I can probably make my life a little bit better mm. um but yeah I don't know it's, we're still idiots when we're like 18 to I'd say maybe 25 or 30 like the, that that's when you mature in like your 20s to be honest like you're still a child when you're 18.
1: Mm. Yeah I agree I'm always scared of 18-year-olds now. <laughs> Whenever I see, like, a group of teenagers, I just, like, avoid them. And I don't know why. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where,
0: where do you see them, though? Is it you're hanging around the res in Oral or something? But yeah,
1: it's where, Yeah, it's when I go uh, the res on my own. No, joking, I don't. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. I'd never, because I know that there'd be, like, loads of kids there. I know that I was those kids one day, and some of our mates even could be idiots. You know, like not shouting at people in a mean way because I wouldn't let that happen. But I mean, just like taking the piss, being like, "Oh, I love your, I love your pink hair" or something. I don't know, and I just feel really embarrassed, but scared now. Now they are going to say something to me.
0: I like, I mean. There's loads of little Czech kids who run around here. I'm sure they take the piss out of me, but I don't understand what they're saying, so I'm just like, I'm just fine, yeah. It was a funny one. Um, a while back, me and Christina were walking to the shop, and I had my her down like this. Christina and I yeah. down. He was older. He wasn't a teenager. But he went like, oh, whew, two sexy ladies in Czech. Oh. <laughs> but uh, Christina just started laughing. I was like, what did he say? He said, oh, yeah two sexy ladies I was
1: like,
0: all right okay nice one. Ooh. <laughs> well i i get what you mean from, beh-
1: from behind to be honest you could be mistaken like i'm letting my hair grow out a bit but my hair is like once your length
0: yeah i don't what is your my hair's longer than yours or are you saying it's short no i'm saying, short. I'm saying,
1: yeah my hair used to be like your length though i mean um so from behind you could easily get recognized as a sexy yeah. lady
0: Yeah, and I turned around and they're very disappointed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's quite funny, though. Have you learnt much, like, language while you were over there? Or, Um, you
0: know, how you said
1: Christina told you they said
0: that? Yeah, so when I got here, I didn't know anything. I was like, oh, my God, this is really confusing. And then you, you just pick up on words that get said. And then I've got Duolingo on the go um, I'm doing that but it's so hard like the the difference in the language it's not as easy as maybe potentially learning German or I don't know French and I'm, I'm probably summarizing it's not as easy to do that but the the whole concept of the language is changed um, so for example I don't know I can't give you I've got these on the I don't know if you could see the post-it now
1: I did wonder what that says
0: so it's like Freezer, Mrazak. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just Have
1: place. you got everything labelled up? Yeah. I've got, that's such a good idea, though.
0: I don't remember, though. Like, <laughs> I've gone to me and I'm just like, okay, that's called this. And then it's mainly, you only, I've only really learned the meaning of the words when I've used them in person. Uh, so you can, I can say something and it sounds like a, a three year old trying to get a sentence together, but people, kind of understand what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But then I start uh, I start a six-week check course in, I think, a week and a half. The start of April. Uh, so I basically am back at uni again, which is pretty mad, but I'm only doing it for six weeks.
1: Yeah. That's perfect. Are you, like, paying for that or is it, like, a, like a free meet-up group sort of thing or is it in exchange well, for you to teach a bit of English?
0: Well, so I thought what's the best thing to do in this situation Like, if you get a private tutor it's going to cost I'd say about 10 or 10 an hour and then I was looking at courses and I was like I've got to pay for it because I've got multiple ways to learn check now like a book but I just can't put my attention towards it because I've I've not I don't know I've not paid I've got to pay loads of money for something it's like right okay I've got to do it now I've got to get my money's worth yeah uh, so I paid and it was I think it was even 590 euros or 690 euros. But the way it works out per hour for the six weeks is like two pounds an hour. Yeah. So it's it's like two pounds an hour compared to if you had a private tutor, it would be like 10, 15 pounds an hour. So oh, I'm just hoping I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and then continue learning uh but i'm just hoping that gives me some basics so i can have a conversation with like christina's mum and dad because they can't speak to me at the moment so oh,
1: can they not like
0: it gets it gets pretty awkward so for example yesterday like uh, a grandma came granddad came a mom dad uh, and a sister a sister can speak english but yeah yeah when you see a family you want to talk to them i've like, not seen them in ages so I'm just stood there like (laughs) I can't say anything and then they're (laughs) talking really fast and I'll be thinking like oh I've learned quite a bit from Duolingo and I'm just listening to them like you're
1: trying Um, to keep up you just hear like one word like the word for dog or something and you're like I know what that
0: means (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it is you're (laughs) like oh why why are they saying that um (laughs) but the things can change like the way how can I explain this so there's there's like seven different ways you can call something by its name, which is really fucking confusing. So
1: what? Yeah. What do you even mean? I have no
0: so, idea. If I said like, how? What example can I give? I don't. I can't. I don't know the opposite example, but I can say like, okay, Christina. When you'd say Christina in a conversation when she isn't here, you would say like Christina or something that's probably wrong yeah. but and then you'd say like it's
1: kind of like masculine and feminine in french but
0: there's like in seven cont- <laughs>
1: in different contexts yeah like yeah. Past, present future
0: yeah so there's loads of different ones you can do it and one that really confused me is say if you say oh ah uh, you'd say oh i am molly and then you might say like if you were sorry you say oh i'm sorry so i i went to say i am sorry which would be like yesem um, But that doesn't make any sense because you can't use it in that context. But if you say, "I am Edward," you'd say, "You're Sam Edward." So it's just like I don't know. It gets really confusing because you're just like what you'd norm, what you're, what we're used to. It's the complete opposite. But it makes you understand your language a little bit better as well as learning about a different one.
1: Really, that's interesting. I feel like I always just know everything about English, but you just don't, do you?
0: No, I like, fucking... you can
1: speak it so easily, you just don't even think about it anymore.
0: Yeah, when I started like the teaching, so to say, and I, I realised how much we just take it for granted, just like being able to just talk to each other. And then when you meet people who are just on the very basics of English, you're like, oh wow, I didn't even think about how that can be so confusing for someone else. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we talk in slang as well which people won't understand, like, we could say something, how can I, I don't know, like, say, if we, are like, you, slang, in,
1: are you trying to think of, like, Winstanley slang?
0: <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, let's say, Liverpool, or Manchester slang, or
1: whatever,
0: Yeah. Um, like, if, let's say, Liverpool, if you say, oh, that's boss, like, mm. to somebody else, they'd be like, boss, that's like, someone's manager, you know, but it's just like, we don't even think, we just understand straight away, um, so yeah, there's some funny moments where I'll have like miscommunications with people because I'll say something like "What the fuck is he on about?" and then <laughs> I'll explain it like "Oh, oh, I didn't mean that."
1: God, you're teaching people slang now. Them...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in Texas, is that just have you got any idea of what you, if you if you chose that as an option, what you would be doing, or is it just like "Fuck it, move, go figure it out."
1: It's kind of like a fuck it move, but there's like there's like I wouldn't I wouldn't go to Camp America, but there's like summer camps that you mm-hmm. can um, just like join and like teach arts and crafts. I like say it like that. That nah, teach like art and um, like javelin and like sports, canoeing, mm-hmm. even like really young kids like just tapping on drums and like musical stuff practically being a babysitter for a few hours of the day and then just get pissed around the fire at night or and you have like a week off I think and that's only like six weeks long so I feel like it'd just be a good foot in the door and obviously a chance to meet people Uh, through that and then hopefully travel on with those people or or stay with those people
0: yeah i mean i'd probably recommend if you're gonna move somewhere is to go through something like that like a camp because i i've realized when i've moved here it's obviously a complete different bureaucracy and different country but getting a visa is quite difficult here, for example, and in other countries, it's difficult. Whereas, if you go through a company that's going to sort that out for you, it's just beneficial, to be honest. Um, yeah. I was looking in the future to potentially do like Camp Canada because you can do like hiking expeditions for people who, who go to these camps and get paid just to go hiking up mountains. Yeah. Like, that's fucking my dream. That sounds amazing. So, yeah there's there's loads of options i
1: but. love canada that's where i call like in my job i'm i've done new york philadelphia boston blah blah, blah. like those different places i've tried but i love canadians like that's my little thing that i do i always just source canadian data like i'm on the canadian team and they're all so lovely people give you loads of time of day not to stereotype like Canadians versus like New Yorkers, but New Yorkers answer the phone. They're like, you got 30 seconds. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and then they start counting down when you're trying to explain what they do. And they're like, that's 15 gone. And then it's like, oh, Uh, but Canadians are like, I love your accent. Like, it's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) They're really nice people. I'd love to move to Canada as well.
0: do you feel like you're just in a moment where you're like what the fuck what the fuck should i
1: do Uh, i feel like literally just writing loads of random options on a piece of paper and then just picking them out and then just be like this is it like where would you go about in canada
0: um i don't know i mean it's like that part of the world at the moment i'd say over the past or four years hasn't been an interest to me uh, it's only just come about as i've been thinking right what do i want to be doing in the future and how could i get away where i'm traveling but earning money at the same time because when i first came here i left my job i didn't have any job whatsoever and it was just like burning a fucking hole in my pocket because i was just going into my savings and then i got a job then i found like an online job so i'm doing that now um but that's only become an option because i've thought about what i want to be doing so maybe mainly just probably like camp that camp kind of the thing uh, because that's related to like being out in the wild and going hiking and i've i've gone off cities a little bit maybe because i live in one now so it's like oh, i don't know i like traveling to somewhere and then going hiking to be honest that's like my main approach now um but yeah, probably just the, I don't know, the main places in Canada, Ottawa, Montreal is that part of Canada? I think so. Yeah,
1: that's really French speaking. We we always have a bit of a language barrier call in that to finish. I can just be like, bonjour, and then that's it. And then they start speaking <laughs> to me in, in uh, French still, and then I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to go well.
0: Yeah, sorry um, about that.
1: <laughs> I say bonjour, and they're like, oh, you can speak French? No, I wish um I'd love to learn a new language though especially like French I think just the language is like sexy in it like when you hear someone talking in French you're like that is just such a nice accent <laughs> yes. especially especially compared to like a Poland Winstanley village accent <laughs> yeah
0: it's like a, a mix of Wigan a bit of Manchester and a bit of Liverpool. It's like, what the fuck is going on with that accent? It's so strange.
1: I guess so, On especially in York, everyone was like, where are you from? Like, I could just not place it, really. Weird accent. But Miss and- Ward in French, she was like, your accent that you've got is so strong. When I talk in French, that's why I only got a B in French, and I was so annoyed. But she was like, when you speak it, i was fine writing stuff down and translating, but apparently my accent is just not on. <laughs> like <just laughs>
0: you still you kept the uh, the hometown accent. You didn't develop any uh, French like ho <laughs> type of. Yeah,
1: maybe I didn't do all those like noises.
0: So when you went to to uni, how did you? I don't know, would Did you move in into like a shared house or anything? Was it like halls? What was it?
1: Yeah, it's a shared uh, accommodation. Like everyone was in first year. So I had four other flatmates and I spoke to one of them, like this guy called Lewis. He was lovely, uh, very like rugby boy. Um, and then this girl, she was really nice she was like sweet but she did graphic design just kept herself in a room quite a lot of the time so like conversed in the kitchen tried Mm. to make tried to make an effort wasn't very reciprocated but luckily enough um and then the other guy turned out to be a drug dealer and got kicked out of uni and he was on my course and I'd never seen him before um and he came in like three months from uni started he came in I was like what's that guy doing? I swear he lives in my flat in like this room. And he turned up to like two lectures and then got kicked out for dealing drugs. But I didn't even talk to him to be honest. Uh, but no, I mean in my accommodation block though as a whole, we did like little meet and greet, you know, when everyone's like, Oh, go downstairs and get a slice of dominoes and chat to your new uh, flatmates. Um, but yeah, I made like a group of, a good group of friends there. And then did hockey, which probably made like my two closest friends from uni, Maddie and Ray, doing hockey, even though I'm not on the, those two are amazing at hockey. Like, Ray could be like professional if she wanted to be, but <laughs> I'm really good in defense just at whacking people and
0: and I seen on uh, on Instagram, are you doing some startup company or something? When I was looking?
1: Oh, that was one of those lockdown silly failed slash. Now it's just been put to the back of my mind. Things. Yeah, I got a sewing machine over lockdown. Just started like messing around and made underwear because I thought, you know what? What's what could be e- one easy to make too like a bit customizable so I started like dyeing it with natural dyes you know cabbage, avocado pits turmeric uh, that meant I had to eat a lot of avocados for a bit the amount it takes for you to bleach a pair of knickers um, <laughs> not bleach um, dye them pink with avocado pits you need like 8 avocado pits for like one pair of knickers and <laughs> honestly the of avocado on toast I had for a couple of weeks doing that um but yeah I've sold i sold like a few pairs but I just got really this like something I need to overcome probably I got a bit scared like some some really cool girls from Manchester was like oh can I uh, like use some for a shoe obviously like give you credits and all of that and then when they asked me I was like I was thinking back I was like you want this for your shoot and you're like amazing photographer and stuff and I was just thinking about like the quality of them like proper overthinking it so mm. I was like do I even do I even like them anymore like I don't know so hence why I've not posted on that account for a while um but I definitely want to I want to start like an account that's not even just due to one thing like I've just got a new video camera, which is fun. I love, like, taking photos and, like, editing bits together, you know, putting a little soundtrack over it. Um, what
0: do you use? What do you use to make videos?
1: It's just called, like, I think it's called, like, CapCut or something. It's on a MacBook. Um, if you, like, should just type in video editor, I think it's the first mm. one that even comes with, um the laptop already but that and then like there's like iMovie which is so funny if you want to like do stupid effects i mean just like pissing around with your mates but when it makes it all like stars and it looks like you're on x-factor or something like 2000s x-factor audition (laughs) kind of editing that's funny for Mm.
0: so what you want to make like an instagram account to sell things or is this just to just post shit on there
1: i don't even know like this is the part of me now where as i've said before like before we started like i just don't know what i want to do in my life but i feel like i don't have to choose one persona i don't want to be like oh i'll move to australia you know Mm -hmm. try surfing and blah blah blah. like i don't feel like i have to fit into like one stereotype but I feel like, I don't know. I want. I just want to do loads, just do whatever comes to mind in it. Like, one, yeah. day, one day I might want to be a videographer. One day I might want to start making pottery, you know, and sell that or something. Yeah. Just, you know.
0: Whatever comes to your mind. Yeah. Sadly, it's easier said than done. I hate to be the fucking. That's, that's, that's such a, a bearer of bad news, but it's like. <laughs> It it is because it's the amount of things that you want to do. I guess I, I have similar things. Where, oh, I want to do this, 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 this. Realistically, it's like you've got not going to make one choice, but you've got to like you've got to make a choice, and then
1: I'm grab I'm grabbing something that is on, so relevant for this conversation. Continue.
0: What is it? Continue. Is it some inspirational? It's
1: it's a bu- it's a book, and it's ex- exactly about what you're saying. You have got four thousand weeks until you turn eighty, from when Mm. you die, uh, from when from when you're born. Sorry, not from when you die, unless you know you've reincarnated and come from a cat or something. But it's so good. Like I'm only like halfway through, less than halfway through. But it's about prioritising your time, how you want to spend it. Mm. So how you said, I can't do everything. I can't.
0: I think that enough time. You you could potentially pursue those ideas. So, for example, if you let's say you break down those four ideas, so it's like Manchester, living in a the flat there, Texas, Australia, and then Guatemala. Was it the was that the other one? Yeah, eco village. Yeah. Eco village. Okay, so let's if you say just four years, then it's like well you could narrow them down to four years, but then you could go to Manchester and go oh shit this I can't be asked I wish I went somewhere else but then you've done I'm, st-
1: that. I'm stuck in a contract with rent
0: Yeah yeah and you're stuck in a contract yeah but then it's like you've got to wait you've got to have a job as well so you got to stay at this shitty sales job doing your shit hours the only day off is your thursday so you see just naked people all the time that's pretty good you know the story's improved again but then you can I think you, it depends what i've noticed is like when i've been interested in doing something it's not like Okay, I want to do this thing, and then my life's complete. I always find that it's like I've done that now. What else do I want to do? Yeah, um, that's the main. Uh, I'd say thing that I've found of traveling, for example, it's always been like I've gone somewhere. Maybe I've met somebody who've been talking to. They've been like, "Have you heard about this place? It's similar to like where we are now." And I go, "Oh no, that's interesting." And then maybe I'll organize a trip in the future to go there. And it's like a
1: yeah.
0: a constant cycle like that. So that sounds when-
1: so cool and interesting like i i don't know i just feel like having no commitments <clears throat> at all right now is actually such a like lucky place to be like i'm not tied down with even my cars and i broke down like i've got no commitments as such like i could just do whatever the fuck i wanted
0: yeah why don't you at it and just fucking maybe book like a a cheap flight somewhere, go on Sky's gonna it's like quit your job, YOLO it, move to fucking Bulgaria or something.
1: Mm, I've never really thought of that as a place to <laughs> <laughs> go and live on my own, to be honest. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I n- I keep saying I need to have a thing, I need to not have a thing. I've been thinking about it for like a week now. I need to do something about it. Mm-hmm.
0: And when did you read this book?
1: Um, Well, my brother's wife actually gave me it. Like, when I moved out, like, a couple weeks ago, like, back home. So I feel like it's really helped. I don't know. She's got loads of good recommendations. She made me um, a lion's mane tea as well, which is, like, mushrooms, but not a psychedelic, really.
0: So we disappointed, but you appreciated it. Yeah, like, was.
1: I was like, is that golden teacher? i don't know <laughs> that's <laughs> some high lions, lion's mane oh it's yeah. not for me <laughs> um but like stuff like that is actually really good for like anxiety i feel like i'll openly say about it but um like a few things have happened like in my life like my nan died like recently and stuff but well not recently it was before christmas but um Like things have happened to me recently, and I was like, you know what, I really want to go to therapy. And then I tried to get it through work, and then they practically said, We don't think you need it. And I feel like hearing that, hearing that was just like, Ouch. And then, like, three things, three more things have gone wrong since that. So I went back to my boss, and he was like, Definitely go because they like pay someone externally have like the support system sort of thing like it is good everyone gets like a little card you know it has a number on um and you're supposed to get eight sessions of it for free um but when I obviously rang them the first time they were like we don't think you need it because you're writing this you you can see into the future you know like people with anxiety and depression and other things just can't do that but you can and I was like I've just I joke about things maybe too much on that call. I should have been a bit more serious about myself because I know I feel definitely sometimes like, but I don't know, on the call, I was just like, yeah, I'm so silly, haha. I am just like, it's not even funny at the end of the day. Like, if I feel shit, I should actually talk about it seriously so they take me seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean... They've been really good, and I think they're gonna give me it now. But I'm actually really looking forward to that. I could chat for England, and I feel like it's better out than in, isn't it?
0: And have you ever done therapy before?
1: No, I haven't. Um, I know quite a few people actually that have done it, and they've just said it it's helped so much in like every aspect of their life that it's just helped. Like, I definitely need to get better, like organisational proactive skills um but yeah have you ever done therapy
0: i've done so when i was 21 so it was what year was this 2019 Uh, A few months prior i'd split up with my ex-girlfriend and that relationship basically consumed most of my life and it I, I, I made it affect other relationships around me, so friends and family. And I just became quite negative. Um, and then I was doing a shitload of cocaine on like, nights out, a lot of drinking. <laughs> I was just I was just in a hole. Where I was like, oh, it's not fucking good, this. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to do a month sober. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do uh, dry January, nothing. I felt amazing after I was going to the gym. Um, and then that year, I was like, I'm going to stop doing coke. Like, I can give myself one goal. And inevitably in that year, I stopped drinking at the end of the year because I, I realised, I was like, how detrimental it was to my mental health. And, yeah, so what I did basically, I had like four months at the start and I, I booked like a flight to Belfast and I was doing things, trying to get my life on track and do do things that I wanted to do. Like, I had a goal where I wanted to go one place a month travelling. And I was able to do that because I, like I stopped doing coke. I stopped going out and I was working full time, but I had holidays. And it's like, it basically had like a snowball effect. And then yeah. four months in, it got to my 21st birthday. And I just felt shit. I was like, I don't feel good today. And it's, my, it's my birthday. I should probably feel better. And then I just rang a doctor in my car and I was like, oh, um, I, I don't know. For a while, I felt depressed, anxious, and I filled in all this, these details and stuff they sent me in the stuff in the post and it came back and it was like I basically did like a, a scoring point for, I don't know what it was and it would say like if it would give you a review if you're anxious or depressed and then it came back like oh yeah you seem to score high in anxiety and depression and uh, it I mainly just had like phone calls I never actually had yeah. in-person therapy but what I did was that it was told to me that it's like if you share this information that it's like you're going through some sort of therapy it might improve your relationship with friends and family around you so my mum ended up finding a letter she didn't know I was doing this thing and I she found it and we had the conversation about it and then once I realized that I just spoke to more people it's like I found that to be beneficial for me
1: yeah
0: I, I, I still think that I might potentially go in the future um maybe there is things that i could benefit from from like that in-person contact but what i did was simply online and that it was still a form of therapy but it wasn't uh face to face uh but i I really went down like a self-help hole (laughs) i I was like i need to (laughs) sort shit out and i ended up that year 2019 it was like started going travelling on my own which was great uh stopped doing coke which was also great, Yeah. Uh, and then I stopped drinking, and it was like my, my life, I'd say, turned around. It's not like I don't have issues anymore, but I feel like yeah. I can get myself in there. Uh, I'm, I'm in the right mental state to be able to deal with what comes my way.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I feel like all three of those things are just such big parts. It is your life at the end of the day, isn't it, when you drink, you get hungover for the next day or two. And you just feel like, shit, it's wasting time. How many days of the year are you either drunk or hungover, like nowadays especially? And how did you afford to move? When you said you travelled to a different place every month, how did you afford to do that, like, financially? Did it, like, work in between? Or
0: Okay, so it wasn't like I went somewhere for a whole month that would be brilliant if I was able to do uh, that it was like it was a place a month every month yeah um and what I would do is just go on Skyscanner and then search like Manchester to everywhere put it to everywhere and then I'd find a flight for like 20 quid and then I'd stay in a hostel and I was working full-time at the time and I lived yeah. at home for a month, so what I do understand is, like...
1: Oh, so did you have, like, a few days off and then, like, have, like, a long weekend yeah. every month or something? That Yeah.
0: So I'd book, like, maybe Friday and Monday off or I'd book Thursday and Friday off. Mm. And then I'd fly Wednesday night and I'd come back maybe Sunday night. It depends on whatever flights I got. But then I'd be straight back in work the day after. Um, what I realised over time, because I was I was still drinking when I'd go away to these places... I realized, I was like, okay, I feel like shit (laughs) Like when I get back from (laughs) the holiday, I feel like shit. Um, And I ended up realizing I could get the best of both worlds. I was like, I could still go traveling. and I don't have to drink. I don't have to be drinking when I go away. It's like, I'm still going to meet people. One of my fears to stop drinking was like, oh, how am I going to meet different people when I go traveling? And realistically, it's like you can have a conversation with anyone just because you're not having a drink. You're just going to meet them in a different uh, social circumstance. And you could
1: still, do you still go to bars and stuff? If you don't drink, surely you go to enjoy like the atmosphere and the music, or do you say you, you don't really go to nightclubs and bars as much now?
0: When I first started, I, I was like, right, I need to go to bars and nightclubs to prove to myself that, I can you do, can do it. Yeah. And that's why I was doing it. It did help, to be honest, when I was doing that, because say when you wake up on that Sunday and you're just filled with anxiety and you're like, what did I do? What did I do? I'd watch my mates go out and just see it with we a sober mind, what would happen. And then watch them the day after be like, Oh, my head's nailed. Like, what did I do? What did I do? And I'd be like, You did nothing. It's like literally nothing yeah. happened. And it's like we we create this. Um, anxious story in our heads like we did this oh my god this terrible terrible thing It's a, so
1: embarrassing last night
0: yeah and it's like oh no you, you actually did nothing um mm. so now i've now i don't even i don't really bother going to bars or nightclubs because i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me anymore i've got different interests and i'd rather go go to bed early get up early and just go go hiking somewhere like that's i've just found out that's what i want to be doing So. Um I've completely cut that from my life altogether.
1: Is there any good places to go hiking in like Prague? like what's I thought it was quite flat a city.
0: So really, still, I mentioned before that the the public transport's quite good, and there's national parks around the country. So you can get a train for about an hour and you're in the countryside, to be honest. So, There is places around there, but then I'll I'll still organize trips. So for example, I've been to Latvia last month, and I went hiking in Latvia, Um, or I went to Poland. So that's just on the border of Czech Republic. And what I did was get a bus from. I missed my initial bus, so I had to get a different one for like two quid. I think it was, but then. I, the way I got there was by, um, what they called? Fucking ski lifts.
1: Really? Was yeah, it?
0: yeah. So I, I, I was like, oh, I can't be but I want to put my bag down. So I went up on a ski lift and then like <laughs> hiked down a little bit more and then went down on a ski lift and went in Poland. I was like, that was pretty good. Um, and then oh. I, I was just hiking for a few days around uh, like Karpaks area, which was the place in Poland um there's just it's just easier to get around like if i want to go to slovakia it's there's buses there's trains you can just go and to go anywhere in the czech republic it's easier because you just you're in physically i know the uk is in europe but it's like you're part of the huge landmass so Mm. um yeah i I mainly just organize hikes to do or i'll just go for a walk around prague because it's so nice
1: yeah, I bet there's just so much stuff to do. Like, even when I went to Liddy Leeds yesterday, I was like, so many places I've not been before, like little cafes and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. had really cool people working in there as well. Like, good music, good atmosphere. Like, there's not shitting on Warrington, but I just feel like there's nothing like that round here for me to do. Yeah. And you kind a- of live i sorry. I do kind of live like in the countryside though now. Like there's massive fields and like horses and stuff at the back with like a pond. So that's nice to walk around, especially on a nice day. But um, nothing like a European city.
0: <laughs> I, I think there are there are places in England which are fucking lovely. Mm. What, what I noticed, I think it was with COVID. It was it forced you to just stay in your house and then appreciate what was going on around you and I went to like Elm's Green in Scam and I was like fucking hell it's nice here I was walking around I was going like all the houses are really nice and you can walk through to the beacon um, and then I'd go like hiking down to like I say hiking but you go down to like Apple Bridge area and you just go walking around yeah. there and you realise that's quite nice here but we mainly think that oh what the fuck is well, what's us to do at home there's nothing to do at home but you've got to
1: yeah Maybe I'm, maybe I'm stuck in that mentality but bit. I'm like, oh, I hate it round here. Get me out of here. Uh, but just maybe I should sit back and enjoy the beauty, like you said. Like, Apley Bridge on a sunny day is lovely. Even on a not sunny day, sorry. I'm being negative.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it was definitely depressing to come from here to go back over Christmas for basically, like, Nearly every day for two weeks it rained. I was like, fucking hell, I've not missed this, Uh, (laughs) being back in England. But being here over winter, it's like it's freezing. But I'd rather it be cold than wet and cold. Like, it makes such a difference not being in the rain. Do
1: you have, like, quite stark summers and winters then? Like, that's something I love about Canada is that they have all the seasons properly, have different seasons, like... I'd, I'd love to move to like Barcelona, so it's hot, like hot all the time, blah blah blah. But like Canada has like really good seasons, like really snowy, really summery summer. Like I like that because then you get to experience a bit of it all, don't you? And you know, you know, if it's December, you're gonna have to put a coat on. Like here's just temperamental, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yes, it, I'd say it's 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 like that, as you say in Canada, where it's got all the the seasons properly. Mm. Uh, really cold winters. I think in some areas it can get up to like minus twenty. Um, and now it's approaching spring. It's like eighteen degrees today, yeah. which has been pretty nice. Um, compared to what it's like in England, I don't know. maybe I'm being maybe I'm being overly critical of
1: England. <laughs> it's just because we're from here, isn't it? I don't know.
0: Yeah, would you ever move be, back?
1: Would you ever move back to England?
0: Um, not for the foreseeable future. Now, I think that I, I think that I'd rather just take this time until I'm like thirty to just just wander around pretty much and don't know see places. Um, I I can't really imagine being stuck in a wake up, go to work Monday to Friday and then have my holidays when I have to get them confirmed. <clears throat> um, I'm luckily in a position where I don't earn a lot of money through my online job. It's I think if I if I wanted to max out, I could earn like, I don't know, maybe a grand a month. But I uh, I, I try and earn like the bare minimum just so I can focus yeah. on like side projects. So I think I earn like four to five hundred quid a month but realistically in prague it's like my my rent with christina cost me like 130 quid for the month
1: no it no it doesn't 130
0: quid yeah and then you pay for like your food and everything and then like you can get your public transport cheaper so you can just live off a little bit a little bit less and yeah. focus on a passion project so to say but what
1: would you say your passion projects are now I'm excited um, to hear, like, have you got anything in the pipeline?
0: Well, so I did. The reason I quit my job, there was multiple reasons, but I was going to go to, you know, TMP college in Penn.
1: No, I don't. It's
0: like music project college. So I was going to go to, back to college and start a music tech course. But when I came to Prague initially, it was for the summer. But I think in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm probably going to end up staying here for longer. And then I got offered a job, and I ended up staying here. And then over the summer, I realised that the music scene here is really good. So I'd go to jam sessions. At one point, I was going to maybe five or six a week, where you'd go, different place, jam musicians. You'd see the same faces.
1: I was going to say, do you see the same faces, or
0: is it just... You do, you see the same faces, but there's also people who like just appear and then you don't see them again for ages. But I think that's part of being in a city, to be honest. It's like
1: yeah. people
0: just disappear. Um, so I, I really focused on that uh, over the summer, and that was like improvised guitar playing. Then a lot of my time got consumed with my job and the visa. Uh, I started the podcast. I love doing the podcast. It's fun speaking to people. Um, then I don't know over the past month I've been a bit miserable and then I've I've just not wanted to play guitar or anything I've just not wanted to do anything yeah. I've just been like I can't be arsed so realistically I want I do want to record more music I've got an interface and everything but I just lack the motivation to do it mm-hmm. um, and then yeah so I say it's summarizing a passion project they say music but It's not very specific, that, is it? It's not like, I'm going to do this.
1: It is so general, but then again, it's like, it ties in, doesn't it, to picking up your guitar more often, going to those sessions, meeting people. I don't know, would you not be a music teacher?
0: Uh, I think I I could. I mean, I, I kind of taught a few, like, I'd go, so I'd go around to my mates, demos and his younger lads wanted to play guitar. So I just go around and show them a few things. Uh and that was like the start of when I stayed teaching. But I st- there's still loads of stuff I need to learn. It kind of coming here and then going to these jam sessions made me just be like, oh wow, there's so much I need to learn on guitar. Like I thought I was pretty good at it. And yeah. then you meet these people who are just fucking incredible. And then you what's so good about it is that you can just ask them like, oh, what are you playing there? Like how can you play in this? Like what's the key? Mm-hmm. And then you you learn like that, and it's uh, more of a hands on approach.
1: Yeah, definitely. That sounds like the best experience you could get, especially starting out an instrument and not having. Well, I feel like if I started out having an instrument and not had any confidence, being surrounded by like people that could I don't know show you like some reward and just. Talk you through it because they actually enjoy it. It's not yeah. like they're just getting paid for it, sort of thing. Like, that sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, I'd say I just, you know, I've got like an emotional attachment to this city anyway, because this was like the first time I'd ever played and sang live in front of people here. But what really, I'd say it was quite intimidating was it was a girl who came and she had a burner phone. And it was, I was, I was talking to her I was like you're gonna go up and play she was like oh I don't know I've only been playing for like four months so I might go up and play and I was like she has been serious like four months I've played for years and she's just got the confidence to come in get up and play and she did She, as soon as she said like oh is anyone else want to play she's got up went sang in front of everybody and I was like fucking hell it's took me like seven years to pick up the courage to walk into it and do that mm. um, yeah I, I don't know was <clears> she quite,
1: any but... was she any good not that that makes a difference but
0: yeah how she was... was she
1: before months of of practice
0: she was good and she played her own songs as well it, it honestly oh just it was like oh wow i need to fucking <laughs> i need to step up my game. Well, I, was, I was it was impressive and quite inspiring to see someone yeah just like, fuck it i'm gonna do it um and then there's other opportunities I've had. So my friend Jacob, he's got his own podcast. And I ended up going on his podcast. And he, to be honest, he, he's he been a very good friend. And I was able to go to more uh, sessions with musicians because of him. Yeah. Uh, he'd text me and go, oh, do you want to come and have a jam at this place? Do you want to come do this? And... Now he's he's moved out of Prague, so I've realised I've become a bit more uh, distant from the, like the music scene again. Oh. but
1: he's getting yourself back out there, isn't it? What's he going to do? Sorry, did you say?
0: So he, he I think he's going leaving Prague now. Like he's been here, for, I can't remember how many years. He's told me so many times, I just fucking forget. Sorry, Jacob, if you're listening, because <laughs> I know he listens. He's like. Um, <laughs> He told me off. We were speaking the other day, and he was telling me off because uh, I wasn't looking after myself. <laughs> he was like, "Fucking, get your shit together, man." Um,
1: Is he so American? He,
0: yeah, he's he's the most stereotypical American. Ever. I fucking love him. He's got. Oh. He, he came in and did a, a podcast there, and he had a, a checkered shirt on, jeans, boots, and he's just talking really loud. I was like, "I'm like, I fucking love you, man." He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: that was like a nice guy
0: yeah he's a a great guy um so i i I got along with him really well because he had his podcast i've got my podcast and we were both like decent uh, decent musicians but the level some people are at here is just another level so we'd always talk like see i can play that at home but there's no way i could play that in front of all these people um but he's left to go traveling And then he's. I think he's going to New Orleans and maybe living out there for a while, or he might come back to Prague. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But he took.
1: I know you want him to come back, don't you? (laughs) Secretly. Yeah.
0: Jacob, Jacob, come come back. he's come back. This is a. (laughs) Um. Yeah. He's. He was good to have here So he was a bit like a mentor type. But I I do this with people where I meet them. And then I get you you spoke before about I'd say getting influenced by the people around you. Mm. I do this one hundred percent. Like with my drum teacher, I was really influenced by him. And then it's like I find people who I like kinda of, oh, well they're interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, that that's what I'm like. But I don't feel like it's a bad thing, especially if you're surrounding yourself with good people, which it sounds like you are like. It's not yeah. a bad thing, is it? It's, it's bringing you up in a way. that.
0: Yeah, I think that's that right. I, I tried to do that. And I tried to notice if someone's like, right, okay, they're not going to be, no, 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 they're not good for me. So I'll just get, yeah. uh, distance myself from them.
1: You know, so, I think, you know, as soon as you meet somebody, whether they're like good for you or bad for you, it's like that gut feeling thing, innit? it? Um, i read something really interesting about like your gut feeling the other day i won't be able to regurgitate how well it was like written but it was something to do with like the science behind the gut and like apparently skin to skin contact or even being in close proximity with anyone it can like reduce your stress levels like in your brain like Chemical-wise, like physical touch with people that are not good for you. I, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, don't know. I sound silly. I should have, I should have read it right before we started talking, and then I, I would have no, sounded really, I would have sounded really clever, <laughs> wouldn't I? <laughs> no, I?
0: I get what you mean. It's like yeah. just just being around them people, it does bring you down in general. To be honest, because it's just, let's say if we take an approach of alcohol we were speaking about before you said how many days do you spend being hung over mm-hmm. it's like well if you also apply that to like negative people and if you're surrounded by negative people constantly it's like that's going to affect your mindset over time because it's like that's all you're used to and it's like yeah. okay you might uh, let something pass where they might say something and you go oh I don't agree with that well I can't be asked arguing but then over time if you just keep fucking hearing that hearing it it's just gonna be like oh my god like (laughs) it's just gonna drag you down yeah
1: i believe in like law of attraction everything so much as well like i don't know i feel like how how going back back to the therapy thing but how i was like oh i i I was like oh i I feel like i am depressed Mm -hmm. but then like it was bad saying that in a sense because you're kind of labelling yourself as being depressed. If you keep saying, like, I am sad, like, just be like a sadness is away from your body sort of thing, innit?
0: What? it? so you're saying if, you, if you're telling yourself you're depressed, you're more likely going to feel depressed. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, I feel like you should recognise, like, feeling depressed as, like, a feeling outside your body. Like, recognise that you feel like that, but that's not who you are, is it, at the end of the day?
0: Yeah, like it's okay, so it's definitely like a a stage of emotions that you're gonna go through. Like that's what I felt over the past month. It was like, Okay, I'm feeling pretty miserable there. I don't know why. So I'm just gonna try to ride it out. But some people just have like awful scenarios from the get go. It's like the born into a house, the poor. The mother, I don't know, the mother's not got a job. You know, there's all these constant things that go
1: yeah. on
0: that can be awful. And I think I consider myself lucky to have myself in a situation where if you're around people who have got the shit together, it's better not only for, for them but for you, because if you get your shit together, then it's like it's one less burden for everybody else. Yeah. Um, now...
1: I do feel like I've been a burden, a burden slightly recently. Like, I feel like because I've not looked after my mind fully, maybe, I don't know, situations and circumstances just been like, I don't know. I've like, I don't know if I've like <clears throat> somewhat made myself a victim in it, but I am to blame as well, sort of thing. I don't know.
0: I think if you just say it as, is- what you said before, where it's like, okay, this is just a depressive statement. Mm. And I, I didn't mean to say that uh, depressed people are burdens on society. That's why I, I didn't mean to say that. It was more of just like, uh, I know you, know, you didn't. <laughs> it was more <laughs> of just like, uh, like a, let's say, I don't know, if you're getting pissed, doing loads of coke, getting fucked up, causing yeah. loads of stress, cheating on your yeah, girlfriend exactly. or whatever. That, yeah, you're being an asshole. But, like, yeah, so if you're depressed, then... Um, I don't know, you just have to hopefully ride it out and it's just going to, over time, if you put the correct measures in place, you're going to be able to deal with it. Um, But how long has this feeling been going on for, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Oh, well, to be honest, it's not like a feeling that even stays with me all the time. I feel like I'm very, like, erratic, like... I, I think especially after a night out like the the i like oh, I probably say Sunday evenings I just always feel like shit like I'm just like fucking dreading the week of work like obviously long hours and stuff like I've had a really fun Saturday I don't want it to end almost and then I just overthink everything on on a Sunday evening I'd actually say every Sunday I'm just like feel like shit every Friday Saturday I feel like great and that's just not how you should be you shouldn't be like on a low being like oh I'm just plodding through life do you know what I mean living for the weekend I want to live every day a bit differently and I think being so in a routine with work where I'll get up have a couple hours maybe treat myself have a bath get ready and then go to work and then come home I'll either like watch or listen to something for an hour and then go to sleep. But it's just like, I feel like I'm just in such a routine where I'm not even living how I want. Like I'm not doing things as and when I want. I'm just doing them. Cause I've got, I'm like, Oh, I've got an hour free here. How can I spend it? How I want to but then the rest of the day, even at lunch and dinner, like we don't have a long lunch or dinner. So it's, it's just socialise with my workmates, which I do like, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to be able to have, like, a couple hours in the middle of the day, say, where I could go to the gym or something. Or, I don't know.
0: I get your point. Is You feel like you're living almost robotic.
1: Yeah. The weekend is the only time I get to plan, like, what I actually want to do. Um, but, yeah, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't be saying... Um, I've definitely, like, struggle with being upset I wouldn't say I am depressed I've definitely struggled with like anxious feelings like my whole life some very very severe moments I can think but it's not I did psychology so I should know the proper terminology for this but it's I think it's called like not it's not spontaneous but it's not it's not a seasonal either I think there's like long term and then like short term which I definitely think I have just like short spells of just feeling like crap and then maybe I'll do something to get myself out of it but like you said but moving on to the next thing I'm like right I've done that now so and I maybe still feel crap or new problems arise then it's like about overcoming that next one isn't it
0: i don't know <laughs> yeah no, no, I, I didn't <laughs> i didn't like disagree with what you said i just
1: uh, it, it was just it was the silence of,
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> did you think it was a judgmental silence yeah it's
1: like a hmm, pondering <laughs> I, I, I wasn't just
0: <laughs> uh, i think i I'll, i might ramble this might i probably like, could just cut this and this will just be like the the end yeah. or whatever but um I, I i've gone from now so I was joking with Kindred actually, the lad I'm meeting up with, is that, so I ended up stopping drinking and I ended up just going like, you end up just doing loads of things to stop. So it's like, now I don't even, I've stopped drinking coffee as well and I've been focusing more on my dreams and I was like, I said, texting Ben I was like, it's fucking mad how we dream every night and we pretty much have like a psychedelic trip every night.
1: Mm.
0: But it doesn't require anything, it's like you just make up this imaginary world in your head
1: you think it's so real sometimes don't you do you ever wake up and you have a sense of panic i had a dream the other night that i was growing baby teeth so i had my normal teeth and then baby teeth were coming through as well and i woke up and i was like checking but like i woke up in a state of panic then but having a nice dream is also so good isn't it and you wake up and you're like you've practically experienced it like If you think about it, you felt what it felt like to be there, like, I don't know, running in a long field of flowers and there being unicorns or whatever. Not that that's like the ideal dream, (laughs) but like, doesn't it feel so real?
0: Sometimes I have dreams that are so real, but then I had one the other day where, oh my God, it was so strange. It was, do you know the comedian Norm Macdonald by any chance?
1: i've
0: heard i've heard of him yeah so me and my friend bennett we talk about norm Macdonald. i think we spoke about him once or twice
1: mm.
0: And i had this dream that we were getting off at the oral junction and it was me in the passenger seat and norm Macdonald driving and then we were going towards Scam but like as we stopped like, they were checking all of our stuff, and they wanted to see if we had passenger locator forms. It was so it was so weird. You know, like, when you go on holiday. COVID. Yeah. But we was what we were doing is smuggling Bennett back into Skem. So, like, I'd go, like, Bennett, shut up. And then, like, Norm MacDonald, this comedian, would say something. And <laughs> I'd be, we'd, I'd, we'd be both laughing about it. And I woke up, and I was like, I text Ben. I was like, oh, man, that was, that's, that's such a fucking mad dream. I was like, I don't even know how to explain it. I was, like, I was with Norm MacDonald. <laughs> if bennett was in the boot there was was security. he being funny
1: because he's a comedian yeah. was he being funny i mean in yeah. your dream what what little jokes did you tell Can oh,
0: you I, I can't remember any of the jokes but i remember just like i just remember the whole sequence of events like what the fuck is going on here i'm going through like a underground tunnel in scam and norm mcdonald's here and bennett's in the boot i was like <laughs> what the fuck is happening but it's like it's almost insanity, really, isn't it that you just think about this in your in your dream?
1: Can you do that thing where like you dream a bit and then wake up, like in the middle of the night, need a drink, need a wee, and then just go back to sleep and finish it?
0: I think that I I'll probably automatically do it because I do I only time the only time I wake up in the night is one if I've had like a scary dream and wake up oh, fucking hell, what was that, or if I need a piss? If I need a piss, I'll go and then go back to sleep and get back in the same dream.
1: Yeah, I always get back into the same dream. And sometimes I have to think really hard about how I want it to change. If it's a scary dream, I'm like, right, Molly, you can make this dream good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dreams are weird. I also had a repetitive dream growing up as a child, Mm -hmm. which is rather terrifying, so... I Google what all my dreams mean, by the way, like as as soon as I wake up, that baby teeth one, I was like, what does it mean when I'm growing baby teeth and I've got adult teeth and told me some mad reasons that I do believe are really relatable. But the dream I used to have when I was young that was repetitive is my uncle bought me a clown costume on Christmas Day and it was hung up on the door and everyone was like, go put that on. My whole family would just laugh at me. In this clown costume. So I'd run run out the room, run up the stairs crying. And then there was a ventriloquist doll sat on a stair, like on my landing, sorry, like on the stairs. There's a little chair. Mm -hmm. So it'd be sat on there and then it'd be like, oh no, you've got to come up to the loft with us. And then I'd go into the loft and there'd just be like loads of ventriloquist dolls. And I'd be screaming, but my family were laughing still from me in the clown costume downstairs that they can't hear me.
0: Like,
1: okay. do, you not, do you not think that's really messed
0: up yeah it's a pretty what, fucked up dream. what does
1: what does that mean
0: did you did you ever try to dissect it and think what it meant
1: uh i think i google like clown costume family laughing ventriloquist all but trying to put it all together was a bit difficult
0: Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> the other thing i don't even know i can't even think of anything uh, uh, I remember a dream I used to have. It wasn't a repetitive one, but it's one I really remember. And I think for a while when I was young, I thought it was real. Obviously, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It, But it was, I was in, in bed at night and I was lying there in my old room. And then my curtains went straight up. And then there was a witch on a broom with a green face. Mm. And then it was like, did you, have you ever played black, uh, like Call of Duty Zombies? Yeah, and then when it's, I think when it goes to the next round, it goes like ha ha ha, ha There's like this weird evil laugh. It was like Thank a you. similar laugh like this, but then like I went really close to her face, and then she just flew away. And I think well, I don't know. It was when I was a kid, really young, and I was like, it made us a like, fucking real laugh. <laughs> <Well, I was, laughs> now he's ringing, I was Obviously
1: not. Imagine that. <laughs> uh. I was thinking of some slang that I could use.
0: Then I was like, "Mad's not really slang, is it?" I'd say it. Mad, you say that's mad. That that's the that's slang because if you, you said that somebody's learning English, but what are you, what are you so angry about?
1: Oh, uh, look at you now. You're in English.
0: I know, Yeah, dissecting <laughs> the meaning of everything. That's a a funny platform. The teaching job I've got. Um, so you just log on whenever you want and then you can choose how many hours you want to do so you can put like okay i'll do three hours and then people call you and just speak to you in english because they are from let's say saudi arabia and they just want to talk to somebody who's english so you just talk
1: Is is that what you're doing now when you said it's virtual yeah yeah Oh, I thought that I don't know why I thought that would be in person, like a job like that.
0: No, it's all that's it's a, all online. That's
1: amazing. You can d- you can talk to anyone like that's learning it, English. I thought it was just in Prague.
0: No, no, it's completely online. Uh, people from Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Brazil, anywhere in the world. To be honest, it's yeah. it's all right. It's got its issues, but I mean, it's fucking <laughs> it's the easy way to make money. I'm not gonna lie, it's not like. The people the people who are like, I want to learn grammar or whatever, I just say, like, no, because no. I'm, earning, I'm earning, like, $10, $10.17 an hour. But the way it works is you get paid per minute that you're talking. So let's say I'm on for an hour and I'm talking for 45 minutes. Then I'll get paid for 45 minutes of work. So,
1: What do you mean? How does it know if you're talking or not?
0: So it's just – it's a system, and it'll log you – uh, calls, so it all goes through this system, and it'll say they've rang you for thirty minutes. Someone else rang you for fifteen minutes, so that's forty-five minutes. Yeah. Um, and then some people might book you for an hour. Some people might book you for an hour and a half.
1: Um,
0: mm. It just depends on on the day. But I don't know. It's pretty easy for me. It's just fucking piss easy. And you just yeah. talk to people.
1: That's such a and um, like, have you made any mates through? I know. You, is that a bit unethical because it's work but surely you meet some really interesting people that I don't know maybe yeah. you'd want to you'd want to chill talk to again even if
0: so I met this girl from Saudi Arabia and actually we had a bit of not beef but it was like a message they kicking off at her on Instagram she actually did a Why? podcast with me she did a podcast with me in November yeah um, so I was talking to her and then she was telling me about Saudi Arabia and she told me well, Interesting things like how they the state pays for the university, um, and it just loads of things I didn't know about how big the family is. Um, and we ended up doing a podcast about it. There's probably more I've learned about Saudi Arabia, like that, I don't agree with, but to be honest, she was like my age, and we just having a conversation. Um, but she started putting some weird shit about Ukraine on Instagram, like saying how she was compared like how can i explain this so it was an like an extreme left-wing approach where it was like um oh they don't show this media attention to the refugees in syria or like the situations we've got going on in the middle east this is western media and the discriminating against people of middle eastern backgrounds and then she shared something where it was like it got I think it got translated from Arabic to English and it was like all the, the people coming from Ukraine are blonde haired blue eyes and that's why the media curse. so I messaged her I was like what the fuck are you talking about like you're really wrong about this it's like me saying that everyone from everyone who's a Muslim is going to be a terrorist because of all these terrorist attacks that have happened yeah I mean I give probably some extreme example but i would said it more uh
1: yeah
0: better I said it it in a better way than the way I'm saying it now and then she messaged me back we we saw it out but yeah Mm. you can meet some interesting people Mm. for example her I met this guy who I was gonna say
1: I'm not I'm not excusing her at all like I don't know though if you're growing up in Saudi Arabia maybe she has been exposed to a few more things that have like give her that example sort of way like where she feels like and western, me- western media is just like so complicated as it is like it's terrible how it doesn't show everything bad in the world going on like mm-hmm. it definitely does prioritize some things over others but that is because we're like living in the western world Do you get what I mean so clearly It's going to be more broadcasted just to. It's like more close to home for ourselves in a way, isn't it? Which is. But
0: it's also like a completely different geopolitical background. Like Ukraine was a former member of the Soviet Union. So, like Poland was, Czech Republic was, Slovakia was, a lot of these areas in Eastern Europe were part of the Soviet Union. And this was a huge issue throughout Europe going through um, the last century, and the fall of the Berlin Wall would mark the fall of, let's say, communism, Um, even though the Soviet Union, it tried to be a a state of communism, but it it always failed. And people could relate to Ukraine so much, because an example i give in Prague is that in 1968, they had Soviet Union bring in tanks into the, the city of Prague because they were getting democratic reform. Now, that's more relatable, sadly, for for people in yeah. Eastern Europe, it's more relatable because they can go, this happened to us. And yeah, it's bad that we can't relate to people in Syria. People still feel awful about the situation that's going on. But there's also, like the location of it means it's closer to Europe, means yeah. the refugees are getting here quicker because the war just happened overnight. They can get here quicker and it creates more of a humanitarian crisis. Whereas with Syria, it was like people getting on boats, going through Turkey and then the neighboring countries took them in. And it was like, I don't know, just to say from the headlines.
1: Yeah. The only thing they care about is blonde people with blue eyes. Like
0: it's just, yeah, it's, it's, stupid rhetoric and it's like i've got a friend at the um, well it's someone i know at the medium 43 which is the place i go to jam and he's from ukraine and he comes and he plays piano all the time he's got dark hair <laughs> different colored eyes and i was just talking to him about it all and like i don't know it's just so inconsiderate to just go like there's a war going on and let's look at what the media is. the media it's like yeah but fucking there's all these people who are getting displaced it's like let's just try focus on that rather than
1: yeah
0: all this sh- shite that i don't
1: know exactly yeah. is-